live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to a special live edition of Wrestling with the Future. I'm your host, Mad Dog DeCipio. Joined as I am each and every week by the man from the hell, Minnesota, Armageddon. Michael Armageddon Murphy. How the hell are you, brother? Oh, I'm good. Unfortunately, I'm from Killing, Texas, not Hell, Minnesota. <laughs> well, guess what? You're from Hell, Minnesota. This, this, this is my house. This is what I live with, folks. Hey, <laughs> and my producer, Jam and Jake Hudson. What's up? How are you, Mr. Hudson? Doing good. A little bit. It was cold this week, but it's I know good. it is. And joining me, a young lady that I've known about five or six different names already. Uh, we'll find out what we're calling her this week. I call her Jennifer Lopez. Jen, how the heck are you? I am good. I am good. Thank you very much. You were the princess. You were the vampirist. You were the No, sorceress. no, no. I was never a princess. No. You, you didn't call yourself Princess Magdalena? No. No, I was Vampress Magdalena. Oh, I got you. Gotcha. And now I'm Sorceress Morgan. Hey, Jen, because we're already, we got one princess on the show. Well, she's the queen, but anyway. Well, and true enough. I introduced this fine-looking, sassy young broad I got on the show. In a career that spanned only four years in ring, Ricky Otis made her name and then some. Along with her partner, Velvet McIntyre, they were tearing it up when fate stepped in and crushed her career only four years in. You began your career in 1980, Princess Victoria, and it seems like one hell of a roller coaster ride since then. How are you, my friend? I am awesome. I, I'm doing really well. Um, but it wasn't just four years. I actually started in the Pacific Northwest, and I believe my first match there was in 79 in Utah. It so was. With, I almost made yeah. it five. <laughs> you were with the Don Owens, I believe. Yes, yes, sir. One of the greatest promoters and one of the nicest men I've ever met in my life. We're going to talk about another guy that you've known and, and grew uh, fond of. A guy named Sandy Barr. In many ways, he's the guy that mentored you and tutored you. The guy who trained you for uh, for what you became. Um, we lost Sandy Barr in 2007, around June. How did his loss affect you, Vicky? It broke my heart. It broke my heart. I had who I'm talking about when I say Sandy Barr. Sandy Barr was, he started out in his wrestling career, I think he was about 17. Young kid, um, started out with blonde hair. I don't know what it is with you guys and blonde hair, but you've got to <laughs> have blonde hair when you start out. But he was a collegiate wrestler, yeah. and, and then he started working for Don Owens, and he was a referee. Um, right. When I met him, he had stepped into the position of doing some booking. Uh, he pretty much handled everything. Don, you know, Don was in the office unless he needed to come out, and usually that wasn't a good thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, True. Uh, I had to move out of my house when I was fourteen. Uh, it was basically a leave or die situation. Uh, and I ended yeah. up in Portland in a wino motel on Burnside and yeah. working at a dentist 
Chinese restaurant on 23rd at Burnside that still had the little Sambo plaques up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The tree, the it. tigers running around the tree when they turned to butter. Yeah. <laughs> and the, these were the, the, the ceramic plaques. These, I mean, this was one of the original Denny's. And I started going to the wrestling Man. matches. And in one night, I wore this chiffon dress, a yellow chiffon dress that had a Chinese collar, and I had a pair of candies on. Yeah. And I went to get my general admission ticket and paid my, I think it was $5, and handed my money, got my ticket, looked, and it was front row seat 24. And I went, I'm sorry, you gave me the wrong ticket. And Sandy said, no. I didn't. You're on the front row. Well, from that time forward, now, if you've ever been a waitress you, and you work graveyard, you want to work Saturday night. Absolutely. Well, I turned it off every Saturday night I could to go to the Chautauqua Sports Arena in Portland, Oregon and watch the wrestling. Beautiful. Well, uh, one day at Denny's, I had an altercation with the district manager, and I quit. And it happened to be a Saturday morning. And I went to the uh, – no, it was a Sunday morning. And I went to the matches the following Saturday, and I told Sandy, I said, do you have any positions available? Because I was not one to stay out of work long. I was probably – Close to 15, 16, 15, 15 and a half at the time. And Sandy said, yeah, can you work tonight? Well, I was once again in a dress. And I said, well, that depends on what you want me to do. And he said, he said, you can't do what I need you to do in that. He said, you show up, you show up tomorrow morning at my flea market at 7 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Well, at that time, if I was up at 7 o'clock in the morning, it was because I was up from the night before. <laughs> but I showed up in a blue jean t-shirt and helped Sandy with selling tickets at the flea market door, did concessions. And then that night, that afternoon when the flea market closed, that's when the real work began. Because oh, we had to break down right at 200 tables flip them on carts, move them out, bring out the ring. That was the first time I'd ever set up a ring. We yeah. had to set up the ring. Then we had to set up the chairs. And I never understood until about a year later why we had to set up the ring on, on Sunday afternoon when we had to break the ring down Friday evening and uh, – no, Friday – yeah – Thursday evening and set it up Friday for the flea market. Right. And then break down the flea market and set up the ring Friday night after the flea market was open. No, break down the ring Saturday afternoon when the flea market was over, then set up for Saturday night wrestling that night. Yeah, sure. And uh, anyway, this went on for about a year. And then one day Sandy came to me and he said, look, I run a training school. And then it hit why the ring had to be set up. He said, I've got a girl that wants to be a wrestler, but I can't have her wrestle the guys. Can you be a body? 
And I looked at him and said, how much does it pay? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not doing and, that for free. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, anyway, I ended up at uh, training the following Monday morning and then Monday afternoon. Then Tuesday morning, and this went on. Sandy didn't train one day. Right. Seven days a week, if he could, if he could find the oh, time. Yeah. No less than five. Yeah. Always seven, and always twice a day. Well, about yeah. about six, eight, ten weeks later, I looked around and said, "Wait a minute." The girl had quit. I'm still here. He used me because he couldn't have her wrestle other guys. Yeah. But I'm wrestling the guys. What? <laughs> <laughs> and so basically, that's the way Sandy tricked me into becoming a professional wrestler. Well, I, I was tell a you what, fan, and that but was, I um, thought about wrestling. And so, in earnest, that was around 1979. You made your pro debut in 1980. Uh, as I'm told, and one of the first people that you faced off against is a woman that you would develop a lifelong friendship with, the Velvet McIntyre. Talk yes, sir. About working against Velvet and then working with her. Well, the elusive Velvet McIntyre who keeps. It's funny. I got to tell you, Vicky. You know, um, I have hit her up a probably a dozen times for this show. And she's like very shy. She don't want to come on. Well, it's, it's now Velvet's probably going to kick my butt for talking out of school, <laughs> <laughs> which is the reason I made her a partner is because I got tired of her kicking my butt. <laughs> um, <laughs> Velvet Vel has hearing issues. Gotcha. And that's okay. why she doesn't do podcasts or telephone interviews. Because she doesn't hear that well. She'll do a written interview yeah. she because yeah. she is very family oriented. I see. Well, I'll tell you what, I want to go around the horn here. Um, I want to start with uh, Jen. Uh, you are, uh, you're the only, uh, well, the only panelist here that's female uh, among my crew. Um, so I'm going to give you, from a woman's perspective, what do you want to know about the, the biz from one of the best, Princess Victoria? I have actually watched a lot of her stuff um, via YouTube and everything. And it's because of women like Princess Victoria that has paved the way for women like myself to be able to do what we enjoy. And it's funny that she was talking about when she was training, she was working with a female yeah. and then she started working with the men. Well, that, had, that was the same situation with me when I started 15, a little over 15 years ago. Um, there was one other female in our group, but we trained all together. However, when we did our, you know, separate matches, we had to do the girl on girl thing and, Anyway, the one girl, she quit because she did some really crazy stuff during one of the matches. And they were showing us how to do body slams. Well, I couldn't pick her up to save my life because she wouldn't help 
she wouldn't post herself. Well, I'm not going to pick you up like dead weight. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to break my back to make you look good. So one of the guys did it and she did this thing. And the dude, the, the trainer was like, what the hell did you just do? And they're like, that's it. You're, you're done. So she quit. So I started training with the guys. I'm sorry. Um, I understand that it's a, it's a dominant male sport, but you know what? When women come into this industry, I would rather have a, I, you would gain my respect as a man. If you chopped me like you would another man, because again, you went there, Jen. I'm glad you went there. Vicky, I'm glad Jennifer went there. Because here's the question, and Mr. Murphy and I have had this discussion from time to time. Is it easier for the women to work with the guys or to learn from other women? I happen to think they learn quicker and better from the guys. That's just I, me. I did. I, I actually enjoyed it because uh, my now ex-husband... We, we were training together, and one of the guys was kind of nervous to chop me. I said, wait a second. What the hell? Why do you keep looking at my, my you know, husband? And he's like, well, I want to be respectful. I said, oh, bullshit. I'm here yeah. training with the rest of you guys. You could either chop me like a man or get the hell out of my way because that's how you're going to earn my respect. Well, he sure. chopped me, and I literally welted and had a bruise. And he goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I said, no, don't do that shit. That's what pisses me off. You just earned my respect because you weren't a pussy and you hit me like you would a man. Granted, I have boobs, but I don't care. That's not why I joined or became a wrestler. I became a wrestler to show men that I'll kick your ass just as much as a woman. I don't care. Well, Judy Martin's got ginormous boobs. It didn't stop her at all. <laughs> You know, one thing, uh, Jennifer, that I like about what you said, that's one thing that I appreciated about Sandy. When I worked, when I walked into that ring to train, once that girl had quit, I was no longer treated as a woman wrestler. I was a wrestler. They threw me in the ropes. They elbowed me. They chopped me. They body slammed me. There was not the fingerly thing sandy wouldn't put up with one of the guys oh i can't body slam her he said then you can't wrestle get out of my room there you go you know if we can have children what's the hell is why can't we take a chop or why can't we take a body slam i'm sorry do it or get out of my way you're you're hindering me from learning what i need to learn so you either move and get out of my way or you be part of the solution either way very interesting indeed that we're having this conversation mike murphy join in here you just got finished in fact training a young woman to be a wrestler. Uh, yes, I did. Um, I, I've i trained a couple women to get into business. Uh, and I would tell them, uh, you know, before they started training, before they even got in the ring, I told them, I said, look, when it comes to training, I'm an asshole. Okay? Plain and simple. I'm an asshole. You're not going to like me. You're going you're gonna to worship the quicksand that I walk on. <laughs> but when you get in the ring, you're going to respect them. Exactly. And you're going to learn to be safe with the other person that you're in the ring with. Yeah. 
And basically, I said, I tell them, look, you're going to sweat, you're going to hurt, you're going to bleed, you're going to be going home with welts on your back, welts on your chest, and I would chop them like I would a guy. As a matter of fact, the first girl I trained, I told her, I said, you're going to learn to take a chop today. And she's like, oh, okay. And she thought because she was a woman that I was going to pull back on her. Oh, Hell no. I wound up all the way from Colorado, and I let that chop fly, and I lit her up. And about 10 minutes later, when she could catch her breath, and, you know, she wasn't welling up in her eyes, she said, is that what it always feels like? I said, for me, yes. I said, from other wrestlers, no. I said, depends on who you're working with. I said, but the sooner you get used to that pain, the sooner you're going to be able to progress. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. See, that's, that's one thing, Mike. The turtle tail. See, that's that's yeah. one thing, Mike. With Sandy, there were four garbage cans around the ring, and that wasn't if you were going to throw up. It was when you were going to throw <laughs> up. <laughs> and which bucket were you going to throw up in? I remember my first night of training, I trained under Afa and Hawaii. Uh, I'm sure you remember seeing them in locker rooms, Afa and Sika. That's two of my best friends, along with uh, Sam. Right. Oh, that's, well, that's uh, Afa, I, train, I trained under Afa. Funny story, uh, my first night, I'm on my way to training, it's snowing out. And I'm, I'm expecting a phone call to say, hey, we've canceled training for the night. Well, I go in. I get changed. Nobody told me don't eat anything four hours. Oh, no. I get in there. I'm doing my squats. I'm doing bu – I'm taking bumps. I'm hitting ropes. I drop down. I slid out from under the ring, under the rope. I run into the men's room. Let me tell you, Burger King does not taste better the second time around, okay? And I'll tell you what, I come back out, Alpha is standing there, and he looks at me and just very straight face, very monotone voice, he says, are you ready to go to work now? That's right. That's and right. I'm sorry. Oh my God. If you don't puke during training, that, that is a rite of passage. Then you didn't Absolutely. do it right. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't puke during training, then you're not training. You're not doing it right. See, you guys are lucky because when I first started training, I actually puked on the wall. I couldn't make it. I would projectile vomit right on the wall. I'm like. Oh shit! I'm sorry. And well, started, and my trainer started laughing. Nothing more embarrassing than train. I trained with Larry Sharp and the late Buddy Rogers, and there's nothing more embarrassing than puking your guts up in front of a former world champion, who you admire, by the way. And yeah. he's seen, you've seen him at his best, and he's seen you at your worst. But you know what? There's a kinship there, and because of that, Buddy became a very dear friend of mine. So did the uh, so did Larry. Interestingly enough, um, we're going to talk about another well-known trainer in the business, Vicky. Um, somebody that you talk about a lightning rod. This woman was, she was the lightning in the lightning rod. 
our friend uh, Lillian Ellison, the, the late, great, fabulous Moolah. Uh, yes, sir. Her name even now, she's been gone a long time, but her name still evokes emotion. You either love Moolah or you hate her. There's no in-between right. with Moolah. No, Why there's an in-between. Wait, wait, wait. Now, I want to... There's an in-between with me. Uh-oh. As far as businesswoman, no. I don't like Lillian Ellison. As far as a wrestler, if it wasn't for Moolah, I wouldn't be here. And all and this crap... Exactly- Taking her name off things because she was, how do you put it, had the heart of a promoter. You know, he could fit the heart of a promoter in his belly button. (laughs) You know what? That's a really valid point. Let's talk about that. Because there were people who said, had that been a guy and they took his name off of something, there would have been an outcry, the likes of which you've never seen. There was barely a whimper when they took Lula's name off of the Royal well, Rumble was, or whatever it was. Yeah, it was a WrestleMania thing. It was known as the Mrs. WrestleMania. I think it was the Mrs. WrestleMania. No, it was the Battle Royal. The the Battle Royal, Royal. Yeah, the fabulous it was the Battle, Battle Royal. Royal. They yeah. took her name off. Yeah. And to this day, I believe that is wrong. If you're going to yeah. do that to Moolah, he was an asshole, then get rid of Babe Ruth. It's a double standard, Vicky, but I got to tell you, though, for whatever reason, that woman had, there were people who they either loved her or they did not. There was no, in be- you're lucky there was an in-between with you. But with a lot of people, including a lot of the girls, there was no... Wendy Richter says that she, to this day, Wendy Richter to this day says she had no idea what was coming when she got screwed over by Mula. She didn't see it coming. Nope. And that's the way way Mula was. I didn't realize that even though I was on top, Wrestling, you know, tag team champion, semi-main event in Madison Square Garden that I was getting ripped off because I was making $10,000 a year. And before that, my biggest paycheck was $1,700 a year or less as a waitress. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I couldn't figure out why in Madison Square Garden I made less in semi-main event than I did with Bill Watson, Louisiana, who happened to not send our checks to Moolah and insisted yeah. on paying us cash, where I would make twice much with Bill Watts with half the crowd that I made in, in Madison Square Garden the, the night that uh, uh, Joyce and Wendy dropped the belts to Velvet Knife. Do you know what my yeah. paycheck was for that night? And there, I believe the crowd was 45,000 or better. About five grand. (laughs) Less than five grand. Much, 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 much lower. According to Moolah, Velvet and I made $500 a piece that night. 
Are you sure? She took her 30% out of that $500 she graciously let us have. Now, so you tell me that I've she got a, a fifth fee? I've, I've heard a lot of stories about Mola. Uh, there was uh, one that one show, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, where they did about Mola, and they had people who were telling off about certain parties that she would have and would supply certain supplements, if you will. Yeah, sure. And all Mike, I'm going to tell you what. I, I was there, so I cannot say whether that happened or whether that didn't. And I won't project my opinion on that. Right. What I will tell you is when I was working for her, drugs were her worst enemy. I made the mistake of putting a little bit of chew to take to Nassau because I'd never been there and I didn't know I could get better pot in Nassau. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> I put it un, you know, in between, under my toes where you're it was stuck right here, and there was this little fella that was working for the guys, and him and I went down on the dock there in Nassau uh, in front of, I, I think it's the Hilton, and we smoked some pot, and we talked all night. I mean, we just talked. Well, this little shit got caught by his promoter, and he threw me under the bus. Yeah. Oh, now, just for pot, Mula went off on me big time. Her exact words, do you realize what you could have done to this business getting caught with drugs? Don't you ever do the if you ever do that again, I will fire you on the spot. Incredible. So, what they're saying about the dr drugs. I never got any drugs from Mula. Mula never offered to give me any drugs. So, like I said, yeah. I wasn't there. I don't know. What was the girl's name? It was a black young lady. What was her name? Oh, I, I don't remember her name. Anyway, and it I know, wasn't I know who you're her talking about. Oh. It was her family. I'm to uh, say that again. It's uh, not Sandy uh, from, from Dark Side of the Ring. Um, the, the, the female wrestler, the black lady wrestler. Uh, she was a trailblazer. Um, yes, she was. And again, for the life of me, I am so oh embarrassed that I cannot remember her name. I'll find that right now. Um, Jake, Please we have do. a question for Princess Victoria. Um. Number one, what um, I know this is I know this is an irrelevant question, but what do you think about women's wrestling today? What do you think about like what is going on? Who are you now? Now there, there's a key question, Jake. Which promotion are you talking about? Thank Vince, you. Vince, the junior, Vince Junior's company. You mean Vinny? From what I understand, and because I don't, I can't give an opinion. At this time, but the one time I did watch it, I have actually offered Vinny a thousand dollars for five minutes in a room with him for no with no consequences because in my <laughs> well he can't 
hire me into the police for kicking his butt if I pay him a thousand dollars to do it, can he? Well, maybe he deserves that ass kicking, Victoria. Vicky. There's no maybe to it. Um, but the wrestling that I watched, in my personal opinion, Vinny disgraced women wrestling. He disgraced my business. He took my, and I'm saying my business, not yep. his business, my business, because I'm the one who represented women wrestling. Benny didn't have anything to do with it other than he paid girls to get in the ring and show TNA. Yeah. And Thank I you. understand, don't get me, I do not blame the women because the way Benny did things, and I've studied this, the way he took out all the promotions, he made it impossible for women to make money in the business unless they worked for him yep. and they had to do it or they didn't work for him. And oh, look, what they did to, look what he did to China. Oh. Don't even get me. Look what he did to Wendy. Don't even. Yeah. Oh, God. What he did to Wendy was. Look what he did horrific. to me. If Mr. McMahon, Vince Sr., and I will call him Mr. McMahon because I have all the respect for him in the world. If Vince Sr. had not sold the business to Penny in March of 84 and he still owned the business the first week in September, I would have been taken care of. Absolutely. And there's no doubt in my mind. I would not uh, have been basically thrown to the wolves with $20 in my pocket. Because I couldn't wrestle anymore. M Mr. McMahon would have made me a manager, a valet. I mean. Sure. Well, I want to talk to you about that, Vicky. Um, by the way, the, uh, the, the, the African-American female we're talking about, her name was uh, Ethel Hairston. Uh, she Absolutely went by the name. Correct. Yeah. She went by the name Black Venus. Yes. Black Venus. I remember. Yeah, uh, Ethel Blanche Hairston, uh, a.k.a. Black Venus. She debuted at 16 years old, by the way. Here's a question I've got for you. Interesting, interesting question, I think. Uh, you know, we said earlier in the show that uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, your career began in 80, and by 84, your career was pretty well over. Um, no, it was over. There's no pretty well to it. It was done. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I should tell people that uh, Princess Victoria's career ended in my backyard here in Philadelphia. Um, it happened at the Philadelphia Spectrum. When did you know uh, in that match, you and Velvet, uh, when did you know that you were in trouble? When I got back to the dressing room, finished the match and what happened was a total flub a girl went to pile drive me stripped and bam I didn't know I was hurt I didn't feel it when you're I think the only thing that ever stopped me in any injury that ever stopped me in the ring and I had to was when I broke my collarbone, and I did not crack my collarbone. I broke it in two. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, uh, I still got, well, the doctors tell me the bone going from my neck to the brake twist one way and from the shoulder to the brake twist the other. So I am oh, truly twisted. It would not have happened at a worse time. You guys were were just, they, you guys were riding the, the crest of the wave. You guys were on your way up. No yes, we were. No, it. we weren't on our way up. We were up. We were there. And oh, yeah. I mean, you guys were, when I say crest we of the wave, you guys were at the top of your game. Oh, yeah. We, no. and, and yeah. At, we were like, you know, ice cream and chocolate syrup. You know, you just can't have one without out the other. And I know, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. We were, you know, Velvet, bless her heart, she has got to be the most patient woman God ever put on the face of the earth. Because I was on the road for... She never... We never had an argument. We, I can't even remember a disagreement. Yeah. You know, and when we got in the ring, this was back in the day when you knew the start, the high spot, and the finish. Sure. And Absolutely. it was what we did with Wendy and Joyce, with Leilani and Despina, with, uh, you know, with all the other girls. It was just, and I can't remember having a bad match against Velvet or with Velvet as my partner. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, um, you guys were like peanut butter and jelly, like uh, ice cream and, uh, and cherries. You guys were perfect together. Um, let's talk about uh, in-ring and out-of-ring rivalries. This is the thing I'm always interested in. How often did the heat in-ring spill over to outside? No. And with who? There was only one time that I can remember the heat spit, spilled over into the dressing room. And what happened was Wendy and I were wrestling, and I believe it was once again Philadelphia, but it wasn't the Spectrum. It was the little spots in Philly. Civic Thank you, sir. Yeah, and it was once again. Yeah. You said my neck got broke in the Philadelphia Spectrum. It didn't. It got broke at the Civic Center in a dark match. Oh. Everybody. Okay. September 1st was the night that I got my neck broke. No. It was September 7th. Because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But okay. this, is, this is a common misconception. So I understand. I'm um, glad you set the record straight. Yeah, I'm glad you set the record straight because what we're what we're looking at is that the the, the, the official record is saying that uh, Philadelphia Spectrum was the place of your very final match where you were injured. No, sir. Okay, so I'm glad no, that it's there not. Was All right. not a, there was not. A, I've watched that match again and again and again. What yeah. did not happen in that match? Wow. Jen, you have questions for Princess Victoria. Yeah, actually, um, I am a I'm a a, a, a promoter now, um, and 
we actually started doing inter intergender matches. What is your what is your your thought on that? I've done intergender matches. Buddy Rose and I had a feud in Portland. Uh, Buddy Rose threw me into a brick wall and busted my head open in my hometown. Um, as far as intergender matches are concerned, I don't believe that Darling should be pitted against Andre the Giant. Oh, God, no. Right. Don't take tiny tinies and put them against Buddy Landau. Put well, that's just like right putting David and Goliath together. It just doesn't work because you've got the short little dude and then you've got yeah. this big fat dude and it's like, okay, he's going to sit on you and you're a pancake. Yeah. Right. Hey, but, hey, uh, hey. I only sat on you once. <laughs> <laughs> Call me a big fat dude. I know I'm fat. You were fat. <laughs> Shut up. You were high ski. Big difference. like <laughs> I got a question for you. Uh, in some of the smaller promotions, uh, and I believe in AEW, I've seen it once, maybe twice. What's your opinion of the women wrestlers uh, coloring a match or juicing a match? I did that with Buddy Rose. Okay. Buddy Rose made my career that night. Buddy Rose, there was... The guys in the Northwest, when I came up, I was so lucky. I was little sister. You didn't mess with little sister. Unless I said, okay, come on, let's go mess. Yeah. Buddy Rose. I'll tell you what, Buddy Rose also sold for you like crazy. Oh, when I kicked him in the that day in the crow's nest... <laughs> He was down on the ground in the field position, screaming like a woman. I know. Buddy Rose in my career. And he didn't have to do that. And I found out years later, just here recently, I was supposed to be the second person out in that battle royal. The boys and Sandy. Oh. And I'm talking Tommy Rose. Rogers. Um, I believe it was Hacksaw Sawyer. All okay. were willing to take the heat from Don Owens. And Don Owens may have been a small man, but when he took a chunk out of your tail, he took a chunk out of your tail. I'm sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> boys and Sandy Barr. Say again? Is, is anybody for Well, is decided. What? What's that, Jake? Uh, what's uh, going on? Uh, uh, Victoria's freezing up. Oh, oh is Vicky freezing up? Yeah. Oh, she's fine here now. Am I freezing up? Oh, no, you're fine it now. Could have, you're, it could also be but, where she's at, guys. Yeah, don't forget, she's in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. I'm in Mississippi. I have, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have I'm in I the have, middle of. I'm a mile down a dirt road 
Can yeah. you see me now? They're beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Her, her audio was uh, So, Jake, don't worry about it. Listen, uh, I've got a question for you, Vicky. There, there was a, um, a small blurb I read today about uh, you returning to uh, some kind of managerial position in 2012 with Desiree Peterson. You can you fill me in on that? What was, uh, what was the, the, the whole gist of that? Are you kidding me? I have no idea what you're talking about. And if this has anything to do with who I think it does and his initials are CA. Yes, ma'am. You need to shoot him out the door. That's the idiot who stalked me for called my house at three o'clock in the morning on a radio station and was telling them that I didn't end my career because I got my neck broke. I ended my career because the WWF fired me because I was drunk in the ring. Oh, and I yeah. just had to call Brian Blair about this guy because yeah. he's been harassing the glow girls. This guy is an yeah. idiot. He's a psycho. You need to get away exactly from him. I exactly who you're talking about. I do. You uh, need to get the hell away from him. And if he's got my name in his mouth, he needs yeah, to take it out. It, uh, now. Yeah, I mean, it, it says here. Because I will. Room. All right, I'm going to say this right now. I'm saying yeah. it right to this guy. You either yes, take my name out of my your mouth, or I will turn the boys loose on you in a heartbeat. And they will do what I need them to do because I've never asked them for their help before. So you back Beautiful. off, you pervert. Yeah. Uh, the other thing you might want to do is uh, have him remove everything that's written on the Internet because there is plentiful. Let me tell you, um, the Desiree Peterson um, Princess Victoria thing is all over the place uh, and on a lot of different websites. You might want to. Uh, you know, after I we get off the air, I can I fill you in a little bit. I uh, made the mistake I of showing up. Anyway. Well, I made the Who mistake of talking about this. Uh, Mike, we're friends on Facebook. I'll, 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 I'll let you know. He's got somewhere between 12 and 15 personas on Facebook that I had to Yeah, block let me know this. too, please. Uh -huh. um, so here's the thing, though. Um, so we're, we are squashing that rumor now. Uh, Princess That's right. Victoria had nothing to do with Desiree Peterson. She was not. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Back up. Okay. I, Desiree and I did to a show for this guy. Right. And that was one of the biggest mistakes of my life. But I have uh, never been in a managerial position for or against Desiree Peterson or this guy. I just showed up at one of his shows, and it was the biggest mistake I ever made in my life. I just yeah. had to call Brian Blair the other day to put him in check. Yeah. Um, this guy is a nutcase. Yeah. So, and that's, that's, that's factual. Um, question, Jake, you haven't asked the question yet. I, I, I did ask, ask one question. question. 
about I did ask about the about the about uh the Vinny Brew thing. The Vinny the but ask again. Ask another question. I I, I um are you I, nervous? I'm sorry, I'm a little bit nervous, and I'm also having to deal with crazy stuff behind me. So that's okay. We, look, we okay, deal with crazy Jay, stuff. Calm, it's okay, Jake. Calm down. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I get it. I, I heard you wrote a book. I heard you wrote a book. Yes, sir. I did. It's called yeah. uh, Princess Victoria: uh, Trials, Tribulations, and Turnbuckles. Well, no, it's called oh, Tears, Triumphs, and Turnbuckles. Tears, Triumphs, and Turnbuckles. You know, that's just... I should be your publishing you agent. Jake, why don't you put the book up? What? Put, put the book up, Jake, so we can... Open I was it. going to do that right now. That's there you go. Stuff. Thank you, Jake. Woo! The book is called Princess Victoria, Tales of Tears, Triumphs, and Turnbuckles. And uh, it is written from her perspective of not just in the ring, but around the business, outside the business. This is, this is a woman who may have wrestled for less than five or six years, but she's been involved in the professional wrestling business for some 40 years. So let's not you know, underestimate that. It, it. Yes, in one way or another. Now I disappeared. I disappeared when Mula did to me what she did to me. No, excuse me. Yeah. Mula didn't do that. Lily and Allison did that. When Lily yeah. and Allison did, did to me what she did to me, it broke my heart. I mean, I this was my family. I, I think this I want to open up. Uh, Vic, are you up to taking some questions from the chat room? We have an audience that would love to ask you questions. There's only two people. There's only there's only one person. There's two well, chatters. Chat chat. Mr. Pesci is there. Mr. Pesci, if you have a question you'd like to ask the Princess Victoria, feel free to fire away, my friend. You want me to um, take the picture off now? Yeah, we opened up the chat room for limited people tonight. So, uh, Mr. Pesci's there. Um we wanted to keep everything kind of like, you know, organized and respectful tonight. It's an interesting thing. There are people who refer to Mula as Mula uh, and, and people who refer to her as uh, Lillian Ellison. They, this woman really was a dichotomy. She really was duplicitous. Um, she had this reputation of... If she liked you and she was in with you, you could do no wrong. But if she didn't trust you, the radar and the, the horns were always out. Um, right. So uh, explain this duplicitous personality to me. This uh, Mula on one hand and Lillian on the other. All what, right. Did she ever find a common middle ground? Or was the well, swing back and forth? With, with Lillian Ellison, it was if you could do something for her, you were her best friend. Yeah, that's what um, I heard. Lillian was good to me up to the very end, other than, you know, the $500 payoff. Uh, I had no idea until Judy showed me the evidence. Um, as far as personally, yeah, Lula had me over for dinner 
at her house multiple, multiple times. I've been on the road with Mula. She she taught me a few things. Uh, right. It was a gentleman who would put out the rumor. I was headed to the bar one night up in, in uh, New Brunswick, and he had put out a, the word that he was going to do this, that, or the other thing. And Mula showed up uh, with dinner, which she normally didn't do in the motel room. And it was biscuits and butter. Great greasy KFC, and she put three thighs and two biscuits on my plate, and she said, "You need to eat every bite before you go to the bar," because she didn't like me going to the bar, but she knew I was going. She would rather us sweet, innocent little girls in the motel room than walk two blocks to the bar. Well, come to find out this person who has passed away, and I won't mention his name, but it was up in New Brunswick, and I'm pretty sure everybody knows who he was. It told, told the boys that he was going to make an example of me on the pool table at the bar that night. And, oh, okay. and one of the guys told Moo, and Moo got the the biscuits and the chicken. I went to the bar, and of course, my stomach's greased up, soaked in bread and butter. And I happen to like black cows, which was amaretto, vodka, yeah, and Bailey. And it was not a cheap drink even then. I'm sure. Well, I, <laughs> it's still not now. Right, Princess Victoria to my evil twin. Victoria, and I ordered, and I ordered double black Russians. Oh, good lord! There you go. About halfway, about three hours into the night, and I'm still standing. I'm dancing. I'm playing pool. I'm one of this guy hollers out, "Jesus Christ! I've spent two hundred and thirty dollars, and this bitch is still standing." <laughs> and uh, oh, I proceeded to drink him under the table because I was taught no, by the best. Rock Piper, Rip Oliver, Stan Stasiak. And I walked two blocks to the motel and then I quietly got to the ground, used my hands and my knees, and crawled up the steps. <laughs> to the oh, motel room. <laughs> and I knocked on the door and I'm leaning against the door jam. Mula grabs me by the shoulder, throws me into the bed, says, Well, at least you made it home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Murphy, you're up, brother. Okay. Um she reminded me of a a situation I had uh with a company I was working for. We went out of town to do this show for a fire company so they could raise money to buy a new truck. So after the show, we go back to the hotel, and uh, I was sharing a room with uh, Ravage, or Brad, as everyone knows him. And we were getting ready to go out. Now, there's one stoplight in this whole town at one bar. 
And I think the bar is called the lamplight or the gaslight or something like that. Gas we go light. in and the place is packed. You better the hope someone's going to the gas We have the wrestlers from the show tonight here. And you know, we're sitting there drinking. Well, the promoter, Dino Santa, shows up. Oh, my God. And he says, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Well, yeah, we're here to party. Oh, no, 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 no. I set up an after-show party at this place down the road. He said there's going to be food and music. And, well, all right, so we all jump in Dino's car, and we drive down there, and it was this little country do-drop-in kind of place. There was, except for the bartender, there were... Two people at the bar, one lady who was big enough to fit into two bar stools. Yikes. Some guy sitting at the bar who looked like at any given moment he was going to stick a gun in his mouth. <laughs> Dino ordered up chicken fingers, french fries, you know, bar food. And we're looking around like, you took us from a partying atmosphere to this. I walked up to Dino. I said, Dino, don't ever, don't ever plan an after party again. Let somebody else do it. Because you yeah. obviously know nothing about what you <laughs> But it was, it was Say that again? I said Dino was something else, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure that's one way of putting it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dino was a fucking hoot. He, he didn't me. get shot by the mafia for selling cigarettes in their territory for no reason. Exactly. <laughs> hey, there's a comment. Um, I'm putting it up right now. Well, you know, Victoria, the one thing I love is the man has lived in this country for 60-some-odd years, and he's still talking like this. <laughs> Mike, somebody just said that you uh, sound and look like Kevin Nash. Yeah, he looks like Colonel Sanders. Mike, yeah, I I didn't catch that. What'd you say? Somebody says that Mike looks like Colonel Sanders and sounds like Kevin Nash. I had (laughs) Sunday night watching. I I tell you what, I wish I had the money. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Thank oh, you, Jesus. We needed that. That was great. Yeah, that, that's Let me ask you, let's talk about this book. Um, the book is called Tears, Triumphs, and Turnbuckles. Uh, who came up with the, uh, the title? Was that you or John? That was between the both. We were shooting things back, trying to find trying to find a tell that was catchy, but also yeah. told the truth. Yeah. Sure. So I put out a, a hit me up to my fans on my, on my personal Facebook and said, look, if somebody can come up with a title that we use, I'll send them a package of X amount of pictures, blah, 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 mm-hmm. autograph. So all these people came up with different things and we actually took a piece from here from here and from here and it tells the truth i've had tears in my life i've had triumphs in 
God bless them, turnbuckles in my life. And and I'm, I'm going to let y'all know right now, when you buy my book, which you get from me, by the way, on my Facebook page, yep. Otis, for $35 autographed, including uh, including postage. Yep. Um, when you read the first 70 pages, you better be ready. 70 pages are not pretty. They're the truth, and they're my childhood. Yeah. I don't regret it because if it wasn't for my childhood, I ended up in the Lionel Motel, and I wouldn't have ended up in wrestling. True but enough. I, I am. Uh, I got some great I have stories. I tell people too. that, um, uh, and and that uh, I am honored that um, one of the first people that Princess Victoria came to was um, myself in this show. We are actually, I'm proud to say, a small part of Princess Victoria's book. Um, there are some stories in the book from this podcast. I hope to God you put the uh, Judy Martin Big Pit story in the book. I, I Well, now, you know I'm getting ready to write a second book, especially after that, the last six months. Yeah, that's so got to be in book two. In the book, it'll be in the second book. Now, the Stan Stasiak story yes. about Swamp Monster is in the book. Yes. That I knew. I, I, I knew what was going in, too. So, yeah, I am uh, I'm honored that we, um, we had a small, just a small part in the, in your book. Um, it's interesting. I have referred John Cosper to four people. All four people had books with John. It's uh, Princess Victoria. Um Karen McDaniel, who will be on in two weeks to talk about her book. And we've got Barb Goodish, but I don't know if John did her book with her. I'll have to find out. But uh, yeah, John did uh, did a, a couple of books with people I referred him to. Um, and John has done several. Angelo, John has done several oh, yeah. biographies. And he, like I said, he was referred to me by Scott Teal. And if Scott yeah, Teal Scott, gives oh, a reference, yeah, John Absolutely. made this so easy. I hardly oh, worked God. for this. I, I sent him yeah. seventy pages, and he built on that. But there's yeah. not one falsification in that book. John will tell your story. As your story should be told, and how you Absolutely. want to be told. Absolutely, no doubt about that. Um, any questions, folks? Before we go, I actually uh, have one more. We're going to round this out. Oh, go ahead, I have Jen. one more question, um, Victoria. What is your thought about Mercedes Martinez and what WWE did to her? Refresh my memory. Mercedes Martinez was uh, was uh, actually started out in the, um, I believe it was the Mula, um, the, the whole thing with um, the Mula. Um, but she started working with WWE, and then all of a sudden they just pulled her out with 
no reason. Supposedly they said that she didn't make a good storyline, but however, that's bullshit. Yeah, well, with his storywriters, story. if the storyline isn't good, then whose fault is it? The it's, the exactly. storyline people. And see, that's something we never had. Nobody well, walked in and told me what to say in an interview. Yeah. Nobody walked in and told Roddy what to say in an interview. Oh, I'll tell um, you what. Uh, the thing, what I think about Benny McMahon is yeah. the worst day for wrestling. And yes, he may have made and is making a lot of money. Yeah. But he has taken my business, Mike's business, Roddy Piper's business, Buddy Rose, and he has just. Yep. We yep. were never entertainment. We were professional wrestling. Thank yes. you. I yes, we were there to entertain the crowd. To take Joe Blow, who had worked seven days that week, eight to ten to twelve hours a day, and his wife, and his granddad, and that were all at the matches because they could be because all this language. And yes, I use it in my personal life. But when you're in an interview or you're in that ring, you don't use it because Grandma Martin could be sitting on the front row. Yeah. What he has done to this business, he's destroyed it. But Absolutely. there's promotions coming up now like ROH, like yeah. AEW. Thank and you. don't get me wrong, I, I don't like those intense matches with the tax and the glass and all that. Ugh. Yeah, that's but, not about impact. But ROH has actually gone down. ROH is actually no longer right now. Well, Are you kidding me? They're still on TV here. Right. They're hanging on, They are having serious financial difficulties. And Sinclair Broadcasting, yeah, Sinclair, who owns ROH, is having serious questionable doubt as to whether they want to keep investing good money after bad. Well, they um, also lost two of their major investors. True, absolutely. The, the thing well, with, with COVID, uh, be, before COVID, I'm going to tell you, I was watching them. And even the first year of COVID, I love the way they handled it. They did not do of anything. They had their wrestlers come up, tell their story, and then they had they showed their different matches through their lifetime yeah. in wrestling, rather than have everybody until everything was clear. So I yeah. really hate to hear what because the women wrestlers, the WOH of ROH, yeah, Kelly Klein. Yeah. Uh, 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 Suzuki. Um, what's her first name, Jennifer? Sam, uh, Sammy. Uh, you know yeah, who Sammy I'm talking Suzuki. about? Yeah. yeah, Sammy Suzuki. These women wrestled. They walked out there. They took bumps. They knew. They knew how to reverse it. They knew what a headlock was. They knew how to. Reverse it. They knew what a small package was. I was very impressed by. The men did a good job, don't get me wrong, guys. But I would 
the women they had. And I hate to hear that ROH is going down because yeah. they and, have and been a serious catalyst in true wrestling yeah. back. And it's purely financial, Vicky. I recently wrote something on Facebook. I'll read it to you. ECW was never wrestling. It was backyard amateur mayhem. WCW used to be wrestling, but they were corrupted by corporate finance and greed. WWE was never wrestling and never tried to hide the fact that they were not wrestling. The NWA is doing it right. There's one problem. Short arms and deep pockets. AEW, I'm still waiting. The thing that I hold out hope for AEW is they have an owner there who has great financial backing and great financial wealth, both he and his family, far more than the McMahons do. Um, I am hoping that the sale of WWE goes through. Those of you who don't know that, well, news break. Spoiler. How could you not know that with everybody he's firing and all the things that he's cutting out? Thank you. Thank you. Look, I called that shot. Yeah, Vicky, I called that shot. That company's up for sale. Um, yep. My understanding is they are 95% to 98% done with the deal. My understanding is that Disney is going to purchase the WWE. If that happens... So we're going to watch Mickey kick Goofy's ass? <laughs> well, um, you got to remember... Have a on the Disney Plus app. Disney. Well, what, what I think is going to happen is it's going to take it from wrestling, entertainment, to... And don't get me wrong, I love Glow. Glow was Saturday mornings and all that. That's probably that, which... You know, Glow was a good thing. Uh, Sandy Sandy Grimlina is one of my friends, yeah, but it's Grimmie not. Do <laughs> what? I said Grimmy's been on this show a dozen times. Yeah, She's I know she. Of mine. Yeah, I know she. She kept trying to steal Piper from me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's harsh for me because again, um, I'm. The company that I'm part owner with, I own it with two other guys. Um, and I'm trying to go back to where wrestling was a family thing. Where you treat your, your wrestlers like they're your family. You pay your wrestlers, you feed your wrestlers, that's that, you know. No drama, no bullshit. If your head's too if your head's too far up someone's ass, get out of my locker room. I don't got time for it. I'm not into this political bullshit. Right, and I, I deal with I've dealt with enough of those sons of bitches in my entire career. I'm like I'm over it, and I think the older I get, the more tired and more just. I'm like, if you don't like the way I run my 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 locker room, then get the then, leave. then get out. I don't then have leave. time for your bullshit. And somebody goes, oh, isn't that heartless? I said, you obviously don't know who the fuck you're dealing with because obviously I don't care. If I'm paying you to do something, don't go into business for yourself. If I want you to wear a tutu and a thong, guess what? You're going to wear a tutu and a thong. And that's not yeah, for well, a girl. That's for, for a guy. Here's the thing, Jen. People forget that they work for you. When the, when the wrestlers are telling you what they're going to do, that's the problem. 
Yes, sir. Mike, Mike Murphy correct. worked for me. Mike Murphy worked for me. And for 24 years, I had the premier promotion in New Jersey. Um, second only to NWA Jersey. And I closed my company up because I didn't want to deal with the bullshit and the up-and-coming prima donnas. And I'll be damned if I'm going to pay you above and beyond what everybody else is. And you're going to tell me what you're going to do? No, you're not. Absolutely not. So uh, Mr. Murphy will tell you, I closed my company up. And I'm one of the few people that paid when people were getting 20 bucks. I gave them 75. That's absolutely true. When I worked for Angelo, I never had to worry about a payday. I never had to worry about the envelope being light or, you know, having to find a place to eat because basically we all ate at Angelo's house. He put out enough food to feed a small third world nation. And, uh, you know, when when we would get to the arena, uh, it was all business. You did. And if you did what he told you to do, then the show was going to go well. If you decided to go into business for yourself, uh, which we actually had a guy do, yeah, uh, who wasn't even part of the show, yeah, he was a last-minute add-on who totally screwed up the ending of the match I had. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, but we covered it up. But he was he well, was shown the door by not only people. Angelo, but about six or seven of the workers. Yeah, I'm because he was getting a little bit loud. And like, no, nah, you ain't doing that here. Have a nice life. Yeah, and we, we basically pushed and him out the door and said, don't what come back. Did. Yeah. And that's well, why I tell you what. Um, it's yeah. like Jennifer said. Jennifer's a promoter. Angelo's yeah. a promoter. If Angelo says so-and-so does this or does that or does the other thing, yes, you can walk up the promoter and say, well, do you think it might be better if we did this, but you don't do it unless you get the okay from the promoter because that's your boss. Well, not only that, but there's a specific storyline. The, the, the problem is, is there's a, a specific storyline that you're trying to go with to keep that yeah. crowd entertained. But if you do that one screw up, the crowd's yep. like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Exactly. I had I had a situation at a show. Uh, I helped this guy put the show together. Um, basically, the show was going on. He didn't get the crowd that he wanted to get. And yeah, you know, when it came time to pay me, I told him, I said, "Look, don't worry about my pay. Take my pay, use it. Make sure the other guys get paid." But what he did, what happened was, one of the wrestlers, and I, I can't think of his name. I really don't give a shit what his name was. Uh, put his brother, his younger brother, in the audience as a plan. Uh, takes the one, takes the guy he's working, throws him over the rail where his brother's at. Now his brother starts beating on the wrestler. Doesn't tell anybody uh, at the show about this. Next thing you know, this kid is getting dragged to the back. He's getting the boots put to him. I yep. get over to him, I snatch him up, and I literally walked him out the door, I said, and I sat him down, I said, now, you can sit here and wait for the cops to come. 
And he's like, oh, no, no, you don't understand. My brother was one of the wrestlers. We worked this out before the show. Yeah. So I go back. I said, well, you just sit here. I go back inside. I tell one referee. I said, the minute he's done with his match, get him out of the ring, bring him back to the office. Yeah. That's right. They bring him back. And I said, who told you to do that? Well, nobody. I said, so you do it on your own. He says, yeah. I said, good. Pack your shit. Get out of my arena. Don't even think about collecting a payday. Yeah. That's I said, right. you went into business for yourself. Pay yourself. Have a nice day. That's right. And well, you did absolutely correct. Yeah, that's, was, I mean, when yeah. you don't tell somebody, if you go into business for yourself and you're going to do something and you don't tell anybody, that's when people get hurt. Absolutely. It's not, it's not even telling anybody, Mike. You asked permission. You say, hey, I've Absolutely. got this idea. It sounds good to me. Angelo, Mike, what do you think? You don't you don't say, well, I'm going to do this. No. He's the promoter. You're the booker. They have to go through YouTube before they do anything. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's wrong with some of these indie promotions yeah. is they are letting these young kids who haven't, and guys, to those of you who have paid their dues, I apologize. But there's a lot of these young kids in the business right now. They've three weeks and thrown into the ring, and all of a sudden they think they're freaking Roddy Piper, Adonis, or Andre the Giant, and they're not. Exactly. Now, see well, what I, love, I love these kids that train in their backyard, do matches in their backyard. And somehow they sneak by and they get on a promotion and then they get in the ring yeah. and it's like, no, you're, you're not trained. What are you doing in here? Yeah. That person Mike, that we were talking about earlier that stalked me for three years, yeah. he used Vader's name with me that Vader trained him. The only yeah. thing he did was set up the ring. And this is what I'm seeing happening with a yeah. lot of promotions is they're having these roadies and they're roadies. R-O-A-D-I-E-S. Not wrestlers. And yeah. they're claiming, well, I was trained by... Yeah, you were trained by Vader to set up the ring. Yeah, and, right. and this is happening. They're walking to a promotion saying, I worked with you know, uh, Roddy Piper trained me. No. Roddy Piper gave you his bagpipes at, at, at the side of the ring when he was getting ready for his match. People yeah. are not right, double exactly. <laughs> You know, people They're are not double oh. Well, I'll tell you what. That is the... Uh, that's the end of a, of a really good show. I'll tell you what. I'll let them... Go around the horn. Everybody give your social. Jen, I want to start with you. Well, I uh, am Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lynn Lopez. That is my only um, Facebook. I do have uh, Vampress Magdalena um, on uh, Instagram. Uh, that's I own my own company, HWT Hostel Wrestling Takeover. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, keep a lookout. We are actually getting ready to start a third show next month, February 19th. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll be there. I will be at that one. And Murph. 
your social uh, yeah you can find me on uh, Facebook under Michael Murphy uh, there'll be a picture there uh, you know you have the right icon there'll be a picture there of me and Dusty Rhodes together um, I'm also going to start shooting here soon I've been in talks with a person uh, we're going to be shooting a wrestling documentary soon uh, about what it's like to actually be in the indie circuit of professional wrestling, what guys go through to pay their dues, mm -hmm. to get in the ring, to do a match, and to be an indie circuit professional wrestler trying to you know make his way into the bigs. Uh, hopefully, that'll become we're going to start shooting that uh, in the next couple months. Yeah, and I, I would love to see that. I, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what the what promoters are doing now on the indie circuit. It's, it's frightening when I think about what what the indie circuit looks like right now. It's absolutely scary. Frightening. Jake, Jam and Jake Hudson, your social. Tell everybody where they can yeah, get hold of you. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at either at mushroom underscore Hudson or at Hudson Jake uh, Hudson H U S D O N J J A K E. You can follow me on Facebook at um sorry at Ellis John Hudson. Yeah. And that's also Instagram. Also, if it, my if if you're ever on Twitch, just twitch that, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash Jake Host. And Jake, let's have one more look at Princess Victoria's book, please. All right, hold on. Give me one minute. And the book. The I've book got it right is. here. Oh, you got it in your hand. Okay, Vicky has it in I'm her hand. Um, oh, there you go. Beautiful. Uh, print. Uh, you can reach me on Facebook at Vicky Otis, B-I-C-K-I-O-T-I-S. There'll be a son of, there'll be a picture. My profile picture is a picture of my son getting married. Um, if you look behind me, you can see the dream catchers and the eight by 10 for sale. Also, oh, yeah. uh, the legends card, which is me in my famous yellow Eagle outfit. Uh, I, did some work and it's actually the signature on the t-shirt is mine uh contact me sir put the put the book can you put the book up so i have you on, i have you on the solo can you see the book? oh yeah perfect excellent Vicky. Okay. thank you excellent princess victoria tears triumphs and turnbuckles it's a story not only of my life in wrestling but my life before wrestling Yep. Um, like I said, I make homemade dream catchers. I can make them to color. Contact me on Facebook at Vicky Otis, B I C K I O T I S. Also, Velvet and I have a fan page. It's Velvet yep. McIntyre and Princess Victoria on, on Facebook. And Angelo, thank you once again for doing what you've done for me. Darling, I, you know, you've been here. This is your fourth or fifth, I think, fifth time with me. Um, you're always a welcome guest here. We love you here. You're a great storyteller, and uh, and I still remember, <laughs> I still remember the show that we did with Judy Martin and Casey Carlisle, and uh, you guys oh, just was, made her night that night, man. I tell you what, that was so much fun. I had it yes. was. Fun. It was. How and and y'all know when I said Judy, I love you. Yeah. Right. You know what? I'm gonna, yeah. 
I'm going to put that page up. Um, I'm going to actually put that show up uh, after we're done here. I'm going to put that back up on Facebook and let you share cool. it. Down. It was a great show. It hit really it with great. my hit, hit me on my page too, please, Angelo. Absolutely, you bet. You bet. On behalf of on behalf of Jim and Jake Hudson, on behalf of Jennifer Lynn Lopez, and especially on behalf of Princess Victoria, I'm Angelo Mad Dog Recipio, saying goodnight, everybody. Until I see you next time, let's all wrestle with the future. Good night, I'm hitting everybody. the button. Bye-bye. I'm hitting the button. I'm hitting the button right now.